This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. It was told in June for a show with the theme of Glutton for Punishment. When Sherry comes to pitch a story, it's like listening to the tip of an iceberg. You know there's so much more underneath, but we have a time limit of six to eight minutes. There's only one solution. We'll just have to keep having her back. You have a story in you, too. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, like us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, here's Sherry. So living uh, in Japan, cleanliness is not just a personal issue, but a public one. And the day I realized that, I was on the Tokyo subway, and the man across from me reached down and pointed at my shin. And I looked down, and on my otherwise clean black pants, I saw a small mark of something. I don't know what it was. I was house-sitting for a large dog that week. Could it have been a smear of dried dog slobber? Maybe. So... In Paris or New York or here in Hong Kong, other cities where I've lived, no one probably would have even noticed. But in Japan, one's appearance seems to be the business of everybody else in proximity. And at that moment, I didn't feel that this man was being kind of invading my personal space or being a little rude, which actually kind of in retrospect he was, but that in fact, I felt apologetic for causing him any public offense as I <laughs> reached down and tried to brush it off. So when I got home that day, or back to my dog sitting that day, I realized maybe I had better take a look through my wardrobe. I had been living away from home for my home in New York for almost a year and uh, traveling with one suitcase. And I looked through my things, I realized maybe there were a few things I needed to take to the dry cleaner. So I picked, I picked a small place in my neighborhood, a place that kind of would seem innocuous and not very intimidating, and I strode in. And the man behind the counter was not your friendly neighborhood dry cleaner. He had this kind of bushido stance, like a samurai warrior. So I handed over my first item. It was a blue silk top, and he spread it out on the counter. And there were some white marks kind of under the arm, which he started fingering gingerly. <laughs> and he said, Kore wa nan desu ka? Which means, what is this? And even if I didn't speak any Japanese, there could be no misunderstanding. But I didn't speak yet enough Japanese to be able to say underarm deodorant. <laughs> so the only thing I could do was raise my arm like a monkey and imitate <laughs> the act of rolling it on. So he pointed again and he said, sweat, huh? This time in English. No. Uh, <laughs> under, <laughs> under, under, I'm deodorant. 
I considered fleeing. <laughs> but I suddenly was struck with the realization that perhaps going to the dry cleaner in Japan requires an apology. <laughs> so, so, sumimasen, I said, which means pardon me. He motioned for the next garment. Realizing this tactic was working, I apologized again. Sumimasen, I said. <laughs> so this, this next garment was a, a light gray suit jacket. It had a little speck of something uh, near the right front pocket. Coffee, maybe a flick of soy sauce. Stain, he said. <laughs> Sumimasen, I said again. Um, so the jacket had a, a, a belt with it as well, and he started to reach to take the belt off the loops and hand it back to me because to clean the belt, too, was going to cost an extra 100 yen. That's about eight Hong Kong dollars. And it would only really be worth it if the belt were dirty, too. But only I knew the belt's dark secret. <laughs> In a moment of carelessness, I had bent over in a toilet stall, and the end had fallen into the toilet. <laughs> it was dry now. There was no mark, no stain. Sumimasen, I said again as I motioned for him to leave my dirty belt on my dirty jacket. In a moment of realization that I was indeed dirtier than even the dry cleaner imagined, <laughs> I worked my way into a full-blown apology. Gomen nasai, I said, Bowing deeply. <laughs> I, I had left marks on my silk shirt, and I did stain my jacket, and I wanted my dirty belt clean, too. <laughs> that was why I had come to the dry cleaner. <laughs> and I was deeply, deeply sorry. <laughs> Apologizing for having dirty clothes seemed to be beyond the normal discourse of having to go to the dry cleaner, but in fact, this was Japan. Seeing that I was sufficiently contrite and even a little embarrassed, the dry cleaner seemed satisfied with my punishment. <laughs> he pinned the tags on the clothes and threw them into the bin and asked me if I had a membership card. Surely someone like me needed a membership card. <laughs> He would be happy to sell me one for 200 yen. I was only planning to be in Japan for a few more months, but I figured it was a bargain. And after all, I didn't want him taking out a samurai sword from under the counter and slashing me because that would be really hard to get out of my clothes. <laughs> I could tell from his look that he knew I would be back and not just to pick up my newly cleaned clothes. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and keep an eye out for our weekly podcast published every Wednesday. And if you're lucky enough to be in Hong Kong, grab yourself some tickets for our next live show. Details can be found on the website. Everyone. 
has a story to tell.